Amen. OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Pass Baptist Church in Northfield, Minnesota. And I am coming to you live here at 2.08 p.m. Central Time. And we are going to talk about some spooky things. It is that spooky time. Hey, there's 13 thumbs up. What's up with that? 13. Come on, you people. There's 41 of you on there. Let's go. Uh, don't leave me hanging on 13 here. Not that I'm superstitious or anything, but it does mess with Carl's uh, squishy gray matter, which I enjoy doing at times. Uh, the, the squishy gray matter that's usually, you know, covered by extensively large uh, and long hair uh, that hopefully he got a haircut. If not, the next time I see him, I'm going to hold him down and shave him myself. Uh, anyway, so, and since I have a passport now, I can fly anywhere and just don't tempt me, Carl. All right, that's all I'm saying. Don't tempt me, Carl. All right, anyway. Uh, so hope you're having a good day here. It is cold. So yesterday, yesterday, or like little kids say, yesterday, but yesterday it was like 65 and I was walking around in a t-shirt. Today I have a long sleeve shirt on, a really thick sweater on, and I actually have my, my hunting pants over my my uh my Carl my Carl Rodriguez sweatpants. So uh except mine aren't four sizes too big for me. Anyway, but uh wow. And I, I switch now. I'm done with the I'm done with the uh the energy drinks now. Well, I had one this morning because I didn't have any coffee ready and I was too lazy to make any and so on. That's the way. But anyway, I broke out the Andre French Press, wee wee Andre French Press, back in action here. And actually, Olivia learned how to prepare the French Press today. So she made me my coffee in my big fat green Yeti cup here. Okay. And I got hot coffee here made. Man, this is some strong coffee too. I would say it'll grow hair on your, your chest, except if you're from Croatia, then it may not. I don't think they could do that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but uh, it's cold. With the wind, it's a lot colder than 38 degrees. It's a lot colder than 38. I drank cold brew year-round, too. I just didn't have anything ready this morning. So, I drink an energy drink that I got for $1.25 at the dollar store. Carl would be proud. That still don't mean I like being cold. Remember, I'm not from Minnesota. I don't like enjoy freezing to death like you people do up here. I'm a stranger and a sojourner in the land. I don't really, I don't really get a kick. Like all you people complaining about summer. Then you're like, oh, I can't wait till it gets cold. I can. I can wait till it gets cold. I can wait a long time until it gets cold. Anyway. 
Then I had to drink coffee, have like 75 layers on just to go outside. Great. Isn't it wonderful? And Lee, he's like a stinking monkey. He's like, hey, what's wrong with you? How come you don't sit out that deer stand for like 18 hours straight like I do? Well, number one, I'm like, I'm like five inches taller than you and a lot bigger than you. And I didn't grow up in Minnesota. I don't like freezing. I did grow up in Iowa and it's cold. But it's not cold Iowa-Illinois border, Quad Cities, same thing. If you're on one side, on the other, I spent equal amount of time. So I'm I'm cold. Right? So I, I like it. I'm used to, like, when you went outside where I'm from, like, it was cold. It, it could get below zero and stuff. It just didn't stay there, like, forever. But anyway, whatever. We don't have time to worry about that. We got a lot of stuff to cover today. But praise the Lord for a warm house. Praise the Lord for warm clothes. And I broke out my hunting stuff again. My I will literally wear these pants. These hunting pants, they're they're big, huge, baggy hunting pants. I bought them a size too big, like Carl. But only Carl, I actually bought them because I have to wear them over other clothes. So I bought them for that reason, and I just I just throw them on, and I just wear them all the time, like everywhere I go. It is. From now until... Until like April or May. The way it is. Five months. Anyway. All right. That's the way it is. It's cold. Ah. But the good news is next week. I believe it's next week. Next week. What's the date today? Oh, let me get calendar up hey guess what next tuesday is halloween and then next wednesday is the and then next thursday is my birthday and i'm gonna be 47 years old 47 next tuesday there you go Thursday, sorry, Thursday. Next Thursday. And then guess what? I think Saturday starts hunting. I'm going hunting next Saturday. That's what's happening. Right out my backyard. What's it supposed to be for temperature? Let's look. Next Saturday. 44 degrees for a high. Cold. Anyway, I hope you're all doing good. 
I'm done with my complaining now. I'm not really complaining. But I'm just, ouch, that hurt. I'm honestly just stating fact. It is what it is. So the opener is next. Next, uh, next, uh, Saturday. So Thursday's my birthday. Saturday's the opener. Hopefully I get a deer for a late birthday present. Wouldn't that be good? See what happens. Hold. All right. So now we are going to talk about some crazy things. And I'm going to tell you why we're going to talk about this. Is it really, Carl? Is your birthday two days after mine? Is yours November 4th? I didn't know that. Maybe I did know that and I forgot that. Well, I just want to know. I'd love to whoop you with a rod with a cat of nine tails for your birthday. I'd love to do that. But I won't. Anyway, how's everybody doing before we get into this nasty subject we have to talk about, which nobody really wants. To... And I'm going to tell you why I'm talking about it. Okay. Okay. Hopefully you're doing good. 45 of you on here now. It's a cold Friday. Maybe the rest of you are playing hooky. I don't know. But this article right here is the reason I'm talking about this subject. How to use a Ouija board, your guide to communing with the dead safely this Halloween. Now, they rightly call them the dead. Check this out. Proverbs 9.18 says, but he knoweth not that the dead are there and that her, get, that, that her guests are in the depths of hell. But not what they're talking about. So they have this, I thought, man, you got to be kidding me. They're teaching mainstream, teaching witchcraft, mainstream, how to safely use a Ouija board. That's like a good witch or a bad witch or a sandwich. I choose the third. I choose the sandwich. I do not choose the good witch. I do not choose the bad witch. I always choose 
the sandwich. That's the one you should choose. <laughs> that was funny. You'll thank me later for that one. Maybe you'll even tip me for that one. Probably not. Hey, and you know, seeing as how it was a crazy week this week and everything, I I got three emails from a crazy stalker lady again. Boy, those were weird. I was sitting there. I don't remember what day it was, and I was I I happened to look over, and I'm like, I had I had the address blocked, but it came up anyway, and I'm like, holy buckets, boy, was that weird. So anyway, weird stuff. It was very weird. All right, here we go. How to use a Ouija board. Your guide to communing with the dead. Like, I'm not going to teach you, but that's just, this is much crazy. Like, where would you ever go with, like, you're thinking, like, what in the world? Really? How to use a Ouija board. This is by an astrologist. Then I looked up who this lady was. She's a witch. She's an observer of times. As the scriptures call her. Folks, this ain't a game. This is real. Witchcraft is real. It's dangerous and it's real. It's not a game and it's and, and and these people are playing around with devils. It's dangerous stuff. I'm going to show you the the history. But also the the deception. See, in sales, I'll give you an example of when I was in when I was in sales. When I was in sales, they always told me to show two products instead of one. Because then the salesman, the 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 customer would choose between two or one rather than one or none. Now Satan does the same thing. He'll get you to choose between two or one rather than one or none. If it's all evil, then you cast it out as evil and you don't play with it. But if Satan can talk to you into doing something a safe way, there is no safe way to play with the devil. There is no safe way. To play around with witchcraft. There isn't.
Because it isn't just the device. Because you can charge any object. Okay? You could have any object charged. And put faith in that. And the devil can use that. I'll give you an example. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church does it. They have their statues of Mary. And devils infuse that statue of Mary. And that statue of Mary begins to weep. Do you understand? It, it can be anything. Now, I'm not, I, years, way years ago, you know, I talked about getting rid of stuff and throwing stuff away, charged objects and things. I don't believe that saved people can be afflicted by devils for, uh, oh, I don't know, Bugs Bunny in their bedroom or something. I, I, no, there's better reasons not to have, Hollywood things and all that other trash in your home. Because it doesn't honor God. But I don't believe that saved people are going to be possessed or they're going to be afflicted by devils if they dig through their room and they, they find out, oh my goodness, I've got a portrait of Elmer Fudd. I don't believe that. That was when I was reading too many chick comic books. I believe lost people can be. I, I don't believe that you ought to have things that you don't need. I don't believe that I, because I don't believe those things honor God. I don't believe you ought to use talismans. I think those are openly full of charged objects and, and witchcraft. Okay. So I'm not going back on that. I'm saying that you can get superstitious with things. I think rock music and, 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 and wicked music and things like that can be a hindrance to your spiritual walk in your life. But I don't believe it's the secret to demonic witchcraft in your home and you gotta, no, they burned all their occult books, right? Yeah, I mean, why would you have things that, if you're using them for occult practices, which is what they were doing. Russ Dizdar was an idiot. And I believe Russ Dizdar is in hell. I think Russ Dizdar is in hell. I think Russ Dizdar was a gatekeeper to pull people back in to the occult. To make sure those people that were delivered by salvation or that thought they were delivered or were looking for deliverance were pulled back in. I don't believe in their fairy tale garbage. And no, I never went as far as Russ Dizdar or any of those guys. But I had a bunch of spooky... I almost said something I should have. Well, it wasn't bad, but I didn't need to say it. Uh, I had a bunch of them spooky people around. I don't trust any of them. You got Scott Johnson running around talking about black-eyed children, like black-eyed peas. Nonsense. Nonsense. 
I don't think Scott Johnson's a gatekeeper. I'm not accusing him of that. I just believe he's wrong. Save people can actually be wrong. They can just be wrong. I've been wrong before. Save people can be wrong. You've been wrong before. But Russ Dizdar, absolute fake. Gatekeepers. Okay. And I know men that loved and followed that garbage. Thought they were Aleister Crowley's grandson. Thought they were a vampire. Be surprised. But God taught me a soberness. You didn't trigger nothing. All I did was just lay it out flat and plain. I have a special hate for that garbage. I have a special hate for charismania. How to use a Ouija board, they say. Your guide to communing with the dead. Well, what you're communing with is spirits. The Bible calls them familiar spirits. Okay. They say, here you go. Don't use a Ouija board alone. Seances should be a team sport. Joanne Jones, a renowned psychic, as trusted psychics caution users against using Ouija boards alone due to the potential for psychological or emotional distress. You bunch of liars. That distress comes from devils. It's called oppression. It's oppression. From playing around with devils. It isn't just some emotions. Yeah, can Satan oppress your emotions? Yeah. Those people that are lost so get possessed by it too. What they're doing is indoctrinating people into the occult. That's what they're doing. I'm going to take this jacket off. I might have to put it back on. What they're doing is indoctrinating people into the occult. Look what they say. Death is always more fun with a friend. It's not a game. But they're treating it like a game. See, I don't care what the original intent was. The truth is, it's not a game. The board is a medium that is used to conjure up 
devils. By the way, you can use anything to do that. It isn't going to do it on its own. It does it because people, it's used because people take it And they summon devils with it. It's their desire. It's what they want. And anything can be used for that. Show you. I'll show you from the authority of the scriptures. You ready? Ezekiel 21, 21. Look at this. For the king of Babylon. Uh Uh-oh. For the king of Babylon stood at the parting of the way, at the head of the two ways, to use divination. He made his arrows bright. He consulted with images. He looked at in, in. He looked in the liver. At his right hand was the divination for Jerusalem to appoint captains, to open the mouth in the slaughter, to lift up the voice with shouting, to appoint battering rams against the gates and to cast a mountain to build a fort. And it shall be unto them as a false divination in their sight to them that have sworn oaths, but he will call to remembrance the iniquity that they may be taken. What happened? He looked in the liver. Devils led him. He consulted with images. He's using those images like Roman Catholics use images, like Greek Orthodox use images, like witches and psychics are mediums. They use images. They're being used to summon devils. They don't by nature. This Noid right here looks funny, right? It's a Noid. The Noitner. There ain't no satanic power in this. But if you wanted to use something to summon devils, an object, then you could use it for that purpose. They looked in the liver and they wanted to hear from devils, spirits to guide them. So they did.
Look what the Bible says. Thirteen times divination, rebellion. The number 13, rebellion. The 13th time is Acts 16, 16. The damsel was used as the medium. Well, if you don't have a damsel to use as a medium, then you use an object of divination. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. What is soothsaying? It's the foretelling of future events by persons without divine aid or authority and thus distinguished from prophecy. She was soothsaying. She had a spirit of divination. I've met women like that. I've met men like that. I've had them in my church. They're gone now. Divination. That word mean the act of divining or foretelling future events or discovering things secret obscure by the aid of superior beings. Heathens do it. Natural divination was supposed to be affected by a kind of inspiration or divine afflatus. Artificial divination was affected by certain rites, experiments, observations, by sacrifices, cakes, flowers, wine. Observations of entrails, flights of birds, the stars. Okay? What they did, they practiced divination. The Bible warns us of that. In Deuteronomy, there shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or daughter or his daughter to pass through the fire or that useth divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits. Or a necromancer. One who pretends to foretell future events by holding converse with departed spirits. That's who they are. They're all in that list and they're an abomination. 
For all that do these things are an abomination of the Lord. Because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Spirit of divination, Aaron. Spirit of divination, Aaron. End quote. Right about now, Aaron is laughing his head off. Okay. Well, this is who they are. You don't play around with them. The next thing they say is be polite. Whether dealing with relatives, wait staff, or the undead. Talk about spirits. The importance of formally closing a Ouija session by saying goodbye and moving the planchet to goodbye cannot be overstated. Carl, am I saying planchet right? Planche, is it planche or is it planche? Planchet, I don't know. Tell me which it is, Carl. This action not only represents a respectful farewell to any entities possibly engaged, but also a clear end of the session, providing psychological closure to participants. Do you see what they're doing? They're making you think that it's completely psychological and not spiritual. And it is definitely psychological. And it is definitely spiritual. It is both. Because we are finite beings. And because we are finite beings, uh, we are, uh, see, excuse me, tripart beings. We're body, mind, and soul. Each one of the parts of man affects him. Each part affects him. So my mind affects my physical. My physical pain will affect my mind. My spiritual problems will affect my mind and heart and my physical. They are so close together. Because we are tripart beings. Don't use a Ouija. Shut shut it down and close the lines of communication with a proper send-off. This is witchcraft. They are openly teaching you witchcraft and communicating with devils. Every time somebody communicated with the devil in the scriptures, it was bad news. Somebody died. Number three, don't use a Ouija board in a graveyard or any location presumed to be haunted.
Location, location, location. As Jones explains, choosing a setting for a Ouija session should be done with the highest respect and consideration for both the living and the departed. Graveyards and haunted locations can intensify feelings of fear and anxiety due to their association with the death and afterlife. Moreover, such activities in these sensitive locations may be considered disrespectful to the resting of their surviving loved ones. That's a lie. Ploche. The Ploche. Is that right, Carl? The Ploche? The Ploche. Look at this. Look what they're talking about. They're talking about, well, don't do it there, right? Don't do it there in the graveyard. But where are the dead at? I'll tell you why. Which had de- and, and when he went forth the land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. In the tombs. By the way, the reason people ramp up the use of Ouija boards at this time is because heathens believe the veil from the spirit world is the thinnest it ever is at this time of year around Halloween. That's what they believe. And it's probably true. There's probably something true to that. Okay. Number four, in relationships, role play, work, and Ouija practice, set your boundaries. The emotional well-being of each participant should be crucial. Respect for personal boundaries. Genuine consent and ongoing awareness of emotional states throughout the session is critical. In other words, they don't want you to lose your mind because you're playing around with devils and you're getting communication from devils because it will, it will blast your mind. You can't control spirits. The charismatics play around with devils too. They're the spiritual mediums. I couldn't find that video, and I don't know if Carl ever found it for me. But there was a video I was looking for, and if one of you could find it for me, send it to me today here. Okay? The video was of Bethel. 
And at Bethel, Redding, in California, a woman was on stage and she was talking about how she went and prophesied to a psychic. I did it on a broadcast like four or five months ago and I can't find it. I don't know where it is. If you find it by chance, message it to me. All right. Number five, maintain a positive and respectful atmosphere. That's impossible when you're dealing with devils. By the way, when dealing with the Ouija board, it was Chris Volatin, right? Chris Volatin was, that's the man, and he was with this woman. He was interviewing this woman. And they all have the creepy sexualized spirit. Like all of them are like, oh, I, oh, I don't even want to know what those people, but they all have the creepy sexualized spirit. All of them. It was a brunette woman. Uh, brown or black hair. And she was talking about how she came to her first sp- supernatural conference or whatever. And all that stuff. But I, I can't find it. I don't know where it is. But anyway, that it, it doesn't matter. It's not that important. But but if you could find it, I'd like to play it for people to see it. He was talking to her and they were like talking next to each other. And they were there was like three of them on stage. And it's the same thing as they're doing. I don't know her name. I wish I did. I can't remember it. I I don't remember her name. But she was talking about, just type in somewhere around Bethel, Redding, and prophesying to a psychic. Something like that. Bethel, Redding, uh, Bethel School of whatever it's called, and prophesying to a psychic. See if it pulls it up somewhere. I just didn't have time to look for it. I got too busy. Okay. Now, here's the next thing that I thought was interesting. Did you know that the first Ouija boards that were made, they were made out of recycled coffins? Point number one. They were made by recycled coffins. Isn't that interesting? The second thing, and my neck is stiff. The second thing, the inventors the modern-day adventures of the Ouija board were Masons. They all joined the lodge before they started producing Ouija boards. Masons producing Ouija boards from coffins. 
Okay. Now, where we're going to start with this is the Smithsonian, like always, is going to only tell you part of the story. They don't mention the Masonic Order. They try to normalize everything. They call the Ouija board. Uh, harmless family game. Oh boy. Oh boy. Now, just so you know, it's never harmless to play with devils. All right, here we go. I want you to listen to this. In the mid-19th century, fear and a need to know what happens after death create a new movement in America, spiritualism. Before the American Civil War, spiritualism was really frowned upon. The Civil War came along and society was changing because of death. And for the first time, prominent people were going to these spiritualists to try and contact their dead. So think about this. So the, the, the country is involved in death, uh, enveloped in death. There's war, there's death, there's brothers dying, there's children being uh, dying, sickness everywhere. The war is used to push death and to push communicating with the dead because people could not, did not walk with God and just say goodbye and let it go and believe what God's word said. Right? Okay. It was really ripe territory for something that would turn into quite a phenomenon. 1862, the White House. Mary Todd Lincoln, mother to the nation, is crippled by grief. Her 11-year-old son, William, has died from a fever. The only way to reach him now is through a medium. Mary Todd Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's wife, was a huge believer in spiritualism and actually conducted seances in the Red Room in the White House. Merciful spirits, we seek Mary's son, William, Give us a sign. The medium calls out the letters of the alphabet. The spirit spills out its message through a series of knocks. Imagine doing that paragraph after paragraph. He's here with you. All of this took a lot of time and you had to have money to pay these mediums to ask these questions and make contact with the other side. But their monopoly could soon be over. In the 1880s, a new game grips the country, talking boards. Nobody knows where they come from, but spread by word of mouth and made by hand, they claim to let anyone speak to the dead. No medium, 
no cost. It had letters, yes and no, it had good night or goodbye, and it had a movable table that you'd place your fingers on and it would spell out the letter one by one. It's this game, played in bars up and down the country, that will change the fortunes of one man. Charles Kennard, a fertilizer salesman from Baltimore. Kennard was an incredible businessman, always trying to find the next thing that would make money. And Kennard thinks the talking board could be his next hit. The thrill of speaking to the dead, repackaged as a game. Charles Kennard believes this. See, this is how Satan does things. Oh, just make it fun. Make sin fun. Make contacting devils fun. So the people that produce it may not have any, like, real belief. Some of them. I think they did. But some of them wouldn't have any real belief. They just want to make money. Well, the Bible says that God is going to use the merchants of the earth. It doesn't mean that the merchants of the earth are not, God's not going to use, uh, the Antichrist is going to use the merchants of the earth. And they're going to make a lot of money off the whore of Babylon, right? They're going to make a ton of money off the whore of Babylon. So they're going to, they're just going to make money. Some of them are just after money, but the love of money is the root of all evil. Satan will use the love of money. But they're really conjuring up devils. It's conjuring up that activity. That demonic activity. Dangerous. This is something that could be a bit of a parlor game. Something everyone, the whole family, would get involved with. Kennard knows nothing about the occult, so he joins forces with a local attorney called Elijah Bond and his 28-year-old sister, a medium, called Helen Peters. Helen Peters is a bit of a mystery. For years, I had researched the fathers of the Ouija board, and it turned out it had a mother. We don't know much about other than she was a strong medium, and she helps name the Ouija board. Peters' ghostly experiences help transform the handmade talking boards into something they can mass market. And to save money, the first editions are made from recycled wood taken from coffins. There you go. Recycled wood taken from coffins, right? You think that was an accident? No. So in February of 1891, the first few advertisements started appearing in papers. The Ouija, the wonderful talking board, boomed a Pittsburgh toy and novelty shop describing a ma magical device that answered questions about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy and promised never-failing amusement and recreation for all the classes, a link between the unknown, the known and the unknown, the material and the immaterial. Another advertisement was a New York paper declared interesting and mysterious and testified. 
The mystery talking board was basically what sold in board games aisles today. A flat board with letters of the alphabet arrayed in two semicircles above the number zero through nine. Right? Zero through nine. Interesting, isn't it? With the words yes and no in the uppermost corners, goodbye at the bottom, accompanied by a a plancha. Or a A. Whichever you. What is that? That's this, and it's not new. It's It's from the French for little plank. It's a small, usually heart-shaped flat piece of wood equipped with two wheeled casters and a pencil holding aperture pointing downward used to facilitate automatic writing. It was used for automatic writing. It's not new. It's been used for hundreds of thousands of years. What is automatic writing? It's receiving messages. Kind of like downloading messages into your brain. It's automatic writing is used for song, rock music. They download messages. Well, the planche here, this was was what was used. Do that. It was used for messages. The use of planches to to produce mysterious written messages gave rise to the belief that the devices foster communication with spirits as a form of mediumship. So instead of having an actual medium where you would need a witch of Endor, the wood becomes a charged object to receive messages. The devices were popular in seances during the Victorian era before their eventual evolution to the simpler non-writing pointing devices for Ouija boards that eclipsed the popularity of their original form. Scientists explained the motion is due to the idiomotor effect. But paranormal advocates believe the planche is used, was moved by the presence of spirits or some form of subtle energy. I agree with them. It's probably both. Probably both. Because here's the thing. If people want evil bad enough, they'll get it. They'll get it. Just like the Lord said, if you search for me, you will find me if you search with all your heart. They were traditionally heart or shield shaped, but manufacturers produced a wide range of shapes and sizes, hoping to distinguish them in the highly competitive profitable market of devices.
Okay. There's also this one, Fuji, a planche writing. It was Chinese Ouija. Beginning around the Ming Dynasty of 1368, the Fuji method and written characters changed from this to support the sieve. Spirit writing using a suspended sieve or winnowing tray. Support the planche, directing a stick or stylus typically made from a willow or a peach branch. Okay. Spirit writing, the Chinese did it. It goes way back. Look, during the uh, spirit writing has a long history in Chinese folk religion. It is first recorded during the Lu Song Dynasty, 420 to 479. The Song Dynasty, 960 to 1279. They were summoning Zigu, the Purple Maiden, the spirit of the latrine, Fuji, divination, flourished during the Ming Dynasty, and the Zhejing Emperor. Built a special Jaitan, the Forbidden City. Okay. Witchcraft. Chinese witchcraft. Chinese fortune telling. Chinese witchcraft. Chinese Ouija boards. They weren't new. They've been around for thousands of years. It's witchcraft. It's the dark arts. Okay. The idea was that two or more people would sit around the board, place their fingertips on the planche, pose a question, and watch. Dumbfounded as the planche moved from letter to letter, spelling out the answer seemingly of its own accord. The Ouija board, in fact, came straight out of the American 19th century obsession with spiritualism. The belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. See, they put a poo-poo on it because the, the, they don't want you to believe there's a spirit world. See, the Smithsonian doesn't want you to believe there's a god, doesn't want you to believe there's a spirit world. That's why they hide the giants. That's why they steal all the giant skeletons they find. That's why they steal the giant animals they find that's why they steal the dinosaurs they find that's why they believe in evolution because the smithsonian covers it all up right The Smithsonian covers everything up. The gospel, the creation, the dinosaurs dwelt with man, the pre-flood world. Giant artifacts. The giants that were in the earth in those days and also after that. Covered all up. Oh, they were just, you know. They were just spiritists. 
Spiritualism, the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. Spiritualism, which had been around for years in Europe, hit America hard in 1848. By the way, that's when all the revivals were over and the rise of spiritism came. By the way, that's also when you had the phony Bible versions that were coming on the scene. The sudden prominence of the Fox sisters upstate New York. The Foxes claimed to receive messages from spirits who rapped on walls and answered to questions. They were channeling in parlors across the state. Okay. The movement also offered solace. Look, look at this. Listen, this is why people do this. I'm going to show you this is biblical. Watch. Are you paying attention? The movement also offered a solace in an era when the average lifespan was less than 50. Women died in childbirth, children died of disease, and men died in war. Here it is. What they just said right there, I'm going to show you. Okay. Here it is. Then said Saul unto his servant, Seek me a woman that hath the familiar spirit that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath the familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went and two men with him. Now, why did he do that? Here's why. Let's back up. And it came to pass in the days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare. What? Oh, she just said that the reason people, the Smithsonian said the reason people go after those things is because of war and death and everything. Yeah. Well, I could have told you that. Look at the Bible. Look what God's word says. Now Samuel was dead and all Israel had lamented him and buried him in Ramah. And Saul put away those that had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. And the Philistines gathered themselves together and came and pitched in Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel together, and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul saw, the, Saul saw the hosts of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, either by dreams, by Urim, by prophets. So stop there. What does that mean? It means that the Samuel that appeared to Solomon, or excuse me, the Samuel that appeared to Saul, was a familiar spirit. He went and sought a familiar spirit. You can't bring the dead back. Witches don't bring the dead back. Spirits don't bring people from paradise. Because God answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Samuel, the prophet, is not going to answer him. Then said Saul unto his servant, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night, and he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring, him, bring me him up, whom I shall name unto thee. So go get a devil to bring me up Samuel, 
And the woman said to him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits and wizards out of the land. Wherefore then, layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? Saul swore to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen for thee, to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. Well, first of all, in case you haven't figured it out, familiar spirits don't have access to the saints that are departed in paradise. Where would he get act? Where would a familiar spirit get access to paradise? Devils aren't in paradise. Then said the woman, whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. By the way, I'll show you another example of this right here. Ready? I'll show you another example. You ready? Ready? This is going to prove to you my point right here. Okay. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God. Uh, as God? Yeah. Same thing, same thing that familiar spirit did. The Antichrist will have the power as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. He's going to do the same thing. Why do you think you're not to be deceived? Because he's going to do that. And it happened here first. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. Devils. And he said unto her, What form is he of? See, he wanted to be deluded. So he got deluded. He said unto her, what form is he of? And she said, an old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. His perception was that it was Samuel. And he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. And Samuel said to Saul, why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? 
Devils do not have the power to bring up your family members that have passed on paradise. But they do have the power to deceive. And Saul was deceived. How do you know that? Went to a witch. You think witches can bring up saints out of heaven? You really believe witches bring up saints out of heaven? That's not what God is saying here. Samuel said to Saul, why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me. God has departed from me. Answered me no more. By prophets. By dreams. Samuel's a prophet. So if God ain't answering him, who is? A lying spirit. Devils. He said it was a familiar. The woman had a familiar. In the words of that reporter that talked to Kevin, or um, Kenneth Copeland, do you believe there's de- there are demons in tubes? Yeah, it was a, it was a demon in a tube. Yeah, Daryl, I think you got a demon. By the way, a familiar is one that follows people. They know them. They see everything. They know everything about them. The reason why devils don't have to possess saved people, they can't, number one. Number two, the other reason, they watch your actions. So they tempt by what they see outwardly. They tempt by what they see outwardly. And I'm putting so much Bible verses in here. I don't know if we're going to finish it. That's okay. Maybe we will. We probably will. Right, Aaron. Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. That familiar spirit told her he was Saul. What form is he of? And she said, an old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped his face to the ground and bowed himself. Samuel said to Saul, why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed. For the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me and answereth me no more, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee, that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. Then said Samuel, Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord has departed from thee and has become thine enemy? See, he left him in utter despair. Then said Samuel, And the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me, for the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thine hand and given it to thy neighbor, even to 
Because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor executest his fierce wrath on Amalek, therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines, and tomorrow shalt thou and thy sons be with me. The Lord also shall deliver the hosts of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. And somebody says, well, what about Jonathan? I mean, did, do you think Jonathan went to hell? That was really a devil and they were going to be with him? No, why would you believe what a devil says? Why, why would you take your theology from that verse and trust what that devil was saying? Only what God reveals in the scriptures here, plainly, is what we should believe. Not what some devil says. Okay. So this was the reason that they used divination. This is the reason back in that Victorian era, at the end of that Victorian era, they wanted to contact spirits. They wanted to get a hold of their dead. Communicating with the dead was common. It wasn't seen as bizarre or weird. It's hard to imagine that. Now we look at that and think, why are you opening the gates of hell? See, that's what, they, that's what they were doing. Of course it was what they were doing. Now. In the Baltimore here, They have an article, after 125 years, the towards Baltimore, origin story has been unraveled. Charles Kennard always had his eye out for the chance to make a buck, but he was not the greatest nor the luckiest businessman, it appears. He wasn't the most honest guy either. The second child of a successor, Delaware merchant, Kennard moved to Maryland. Okay. Backstory. Two generations earlier, a pair of girls in upstate New York Named the Fox Sisters, claiming to be mediums, able to interpret mysterious knocks from the other side. By the way, why is it always a woman? It's always a woman that gets involved with this. It's always women. Look at it here. What is a woman a picture of? He went to a witch at Endor. The Ouija board was sold to Mattel later. Okay, that's Sarah. That's Sarah Bellinger, the nutty, devil-possessed, psychopath, nut job that follows me around. It's that woman. It's like, it's like uh, these be the servants of the Most High God that show to us the way of salvation. She's that Acts 16, 16, devil-possessed, psycho woman that follows me around everywhere.
Bye-bye. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. No, it's just Sarah Bellinger. She made the name up. I knew it was her right away. You got to understand, Jezebels, they find me. They track me down, find me. They want to argue with me. They just, yeah. Anyway, but look, it's a woman. When they find the spirit of divination, it's a woman. In Acts 16, 16. Right? It's a woman. False religions, many of them. Started by women. Christian science, started by a woman. Ellen G. Witch, started by a woman. The, the, the Seventh-day Adventists, started by a woman. The Shakers, started by a woman. With a really funny head, I might add. The Mystics, many of them women. False religions in the Bible. Called the whore. Look. Not called the father. What's it called? Thirteen words, right? And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. She's the mother. Well, who's the daddy? Who's your daddy? The Antichrist. Satan is her daddy. I didn't say Christian science was started by Ellen G. Witch. I said the Southern or the, the Seventh Day Adventists were started by Ellen G. Witch. I did not say that it was started by that it was started by uh, Christian Science was started by her. I did not say that. I listed both of them as both started by women. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. The woman. The woman that rides the beast. Wow, my... My numbers of people watching went down to 33. That's weird. It is in this context in eight uh, in 1886, 1886 during the period of Kennard and Reich shared a hallway that newspaper reports began appearing about a talking board phenomenon sweeping Ohio, including an AP story that ran in the local Kent County news. It was also about this time, according to late Baltimore American story that Kennard and Reich 
most likely inspired the AP account being co- begin collaborating and making at least a dozen of their own talking boards. After numerous rejections, Elijah Bond, who is a Mason, by the way, uh, which we find here. Elijah Bond, perhaps best known for the patenting of the Ouija board. He was born on January 23rd, 1847 in Bel Air, uh, Hartford uh, County, Maryland. Here. Must not have pulled up those. Let's see. Here it goes. Charles became a member. Charles Kennard. Uh, he became a member of the Masons on April 7th, 1880. Perhaps it was at one of their Masonic meetings that Harry Wells Rusk, William H.A. Maupin, Colonel Washington Bowie, and John F. Green agreed to go into business together. They're Masons. Okay. Harry Wells Rusk, same thing. He was a proud Democrat elected by the Maryland House of Delegates in 1876. He was along with Elijah Bond. They were they were Masons, and they were all part of the movement there. And he was a very major player in politics at the time. Okay? Major player in politics. Head of the Democrat Party in Baltimore. I think it was Baltimore, Maryland, if not mistaken. So these are all Masons practicing their craft. What do Masons do? Well, they like they like the square and the compass, don't they? Well, what is that thing? It's like a square and a compass, isn't it? Isn't that what that board is? Isn't that the same thing as a square and a compass? Pretty close, isn't it? Okay. After numerous rejections, Elijah Bond, a local attorney who claimed his sister-in-law was a strong medium, finally took an interest. Soon enough, the the Kennard, the Kennard, Kennard novelty company, which incorporated the day before Halloween, October 30th, 125 years ago, began manufacturing Ouija boards, much as they appear today. Bond was right about his sister-in-law, too. Helen Peters proved convincing enough with Kennard, new talking board to win over a skeptical U.S. patent office generally gets credit for earning the stamp of legitimacy from the federal government certifying the board delivered his promise but also for receiving the ouija name from the board itself which told her the strange word meant good luck in truth the name ouija was written on the necklace locket that peters was wearing at the time i have no idea So, yes, an undertaker and an opportunist named 
Kennard invented the only patented board game billed as both a mystical oracle for communicating with the spirits and wholesome amusement ever to outsell Monopoly in a given year. The story of the Ouija board, however, is more than a tale of snake oil salesmen duping the Victorian masses or subsequently a game of harmless fun at a million junior high sleepovers. While it remains an amazing, enduring pop culture phenomenon tied to the rise of the horror movie, Paranormal Industrial Complex, its saga is also about universal desire to find answers to life's biggest questions, the history of psychology, and even the development of neuroscience. Okay, so what happened? People were looking for something other than the scriptures to give them answers to life's questions. Isn't that what Saul did with the witch of Endor? Right? Saul goes to the witch of Endor to get answers that he could not receive or he thought he could not receive or that God would not speak to him through. So he went to a witch. He went to the devil. He went to something else other than the scriptures for his answers. And let me caution you, Christian, to be very careful that you don't search outside of the Bible for your answers because you will be bewitched. And God may let you be bewitched. Let me show you. If you reject what the plain scriptures say, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth crucified among you? Who hath bewitched you? Fascinated or charmed you? You turn away from the scriptures and that's what's going to happen. You reject the God of the Bible and that's what's going to happen. I'll show you again. Here it is. These end times. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonder, wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now, this is talking about the lost. Okay? This is talking about the lost. But the saved can be bewitched. But this is for those that reject the gospel. And with all deceivableness and righteousness and them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. 
And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Okay? So go back to this. That's the extreme of it. That's what those people that played with those Ouija boards and they didn't repent, they end up following devils and going to hell. But on another note, back to this main point, you as a Christian can be deceived. You could be bewitched. Second Corinthians 11. Verse 3, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled at Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The simplicity that is in Christ. Because that could definitely happen. Paul warned about it. That when you leave the simplicity that is in Christ, you're capable of falling for anything. Okay. It's always been a board game, a parlor game, but it, but it has always been more than a board game for some people, too. In the 19th century, people had a much different relationship to death than we do. It was much closer to their everyday experience. Now we do everything we can in hopes of avoiding aging, let alone engaging in any real thoughts of death. But in the 1800s, people only lived to be 50 years old. Mothers would have 12 children. Six of them would die. Not surprisingly, perhaps, there was a dark side or two buried in the Ouija. Ouija board's original story. There always is when money is at stake. And by the early 1890s, some 2,000 Ouija boards were already being sold a week. 2,000. Think about that. Two thousand a week. That's a lot of Ouija. That's a lot of people summoning. That's a lot of people playing around with. That's a lot of people doing things that God hates. William Fold, who worked for and invested in the Kennard uh, Novelty Company and eventually gained control of the Ouija business after the founder cashed out too early, went on to make millions manufacturing the board in Baltimore and elsewhere, but only after his brother was cut out of the company. Their ensuing lawsuits were not mere spat. William's brother Isaac became so embittered that he and his baby daughter, that he had his baby daughter exhumed and relocated from the Fold family gravesite during a cemetery renovation. 
the two sides, the family would not speak for 96 years. And tragically, William Fold would suffer a fatal accident at his Hartfield Avenue, Hartford Avenue factory. One he claimed in 1919 Baltimore Sun story that the Ouija had told him to build. So the Ouija board told him to build this, right? Some devil did. Listen to what happened. Overseeing the installation of a flag, an iron railing gave way and he fell off the roof of the structure, which still stands and has been converted into a senior apartment complex. On his deathbed, the coroner's report said that a broken rib pierced his heart. He made his children promise to never sell the Ouija out the family. Think about that. So the familiar spirit told him to build that factory. He builds the factory. His rib. He has an accident at the factory. His rib sticks through his heart and kills him. Of course, Fold's family did sell but not for four decades, to Parker Brothers, which promptly moved Ouija to its base of operations. In where? Well, none other than Salem, Massachusetts. In 1967, the first year it was headquartered in the town's infamous for its witch trials, Ouija sold two million boards. Two million boards. By comparison, Monopoly, an early inversion, was invented in 1903, wasn't popular until the Great Depression when it fulfilled the kind of fantasy escapism. Ouija, on the other hand, was a sensation from the outset, long before even its first film appearance, which date back to Hollywood's beginnings. Even Norman Rockwell... Here it is. He even did a cover. Look. Just making it look normal, right? Make it look normal. In his Saturday Evening Post in 1920, less well-known as the Ouija board's use as an inspiration or as an automatic writing tool by the acclaimed novelists and poets. Listen to this. Sylvia Plath, who wrote Dialogue Over a Ouija Board, and a Pulitzer Prize winner, James Merrill. Merrill used notes from Ouija consultations in his 560-page epic poem, The Changing Light of Sandor. Sandover. 
which contain messages from WB Yeats. Friend, Maya Darren, and the Archangel Michael. Here it is. Bunch of witches, right? Used it for automatic writing. Bunch of witches. They are. Contacting the archangel. He said through the Ouija board, he got messages from the archangel. Michael. These people are admitting that it was a t- it's a tool used for automatic writing. A few years ago, Sidney Fells, professor of electrical and computer computer engineering at UBC, brought out a Ouija board at a Halloween party attended by graduate students, including many who were foreign born and unfamiliar with how it works. They assumed it required batteries. No, you don't need batteries. It will move. I told them. Fells recalls. I gave them some mystical explanation tied into Halloween, and they had a good laugh. But lo and behold, when Fells returned later, the grad students were enthralled because the planche was moving on its own. Or so it appeared, the mechanism at work was actually something known as ideometer effect, which refers to the influence of unconscious mind or muscle movements. First identified in 1852 by another devil, Sigmund Freud. His theory of the unconscious mind by decades. Days later, still fascinated by the student's experience, Fells shared the story with colleague Ron Rensink, a psychology and computer science professor, and that got the ball rolling about whether the board could serve as a tool to look at unconscious knowledge. We didn't know if we'd find anything, but when we did, the results really surprised us, Fells said. When study participants were asked to answer guests' At a set of challenging questions, they were correct about 50% of the time. But when responding while using the board, which participants believed had the ability to receive correct answers from another person, teleconferencing via robot Ouija partner, they scored correctly upwards of 65% of the time. In actuality, the robot was a ruse. It was not responding to the video conferencing player, but subtly amplifying the students' participants' tiny unconscious movements. They're playing with devils. That's what they're doing. That's actually what they're doing.
That's exactly what they're doing. They're playing with devils and they're going to do it. By the way, it's like Elon Musk. It's like all these people. They're going to incorporate these same things. Because it's witchcraft. Neuralink, all of those things are going to be mediums for devils. Because they give credence to it. And they invite devils into it to be used them and to be used of them. It works, friend. What they do. This is how they, they use the automatic writing. They say, oh, that's fake. It's not real. They know full well it's real. Okay, so the 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 uh, board lacked a name right at the time, but they didn't have a Ouija board yet. The Kennard, Kennard uh, talking board lacked a name. Contrary to popular belief, Ouija is not a combination of the French for yes or. And German merch says, based on this research, it was Bond's sister-in-law, Ellen Peters, strong medium, supplied the now instantly recognizable handle. The story that emerged from the Ouija's founder's letters, it's very possible that the woman in the locket was famous author and popular women's right activist, Buddha, whom Peters admired, and that Ouija was just a misreading of them. According to Merch's interviews with, by, by the way, that would tell you that feminism come from the devil, right? Well, we know that, right? Uh, according to Merch's interviews with the descendants of the Ouija founders and the original Ouija patent file itself, seeing the story of the board's patent request was true. Knowing that if they couldn't prove that the board worked, they wouldn't get their patent. Bond brought the indispensable Peters to the patent office in Washington with him when he filed his application. Chief patent officer demanded a demonstration if the board would accurately spell out his name is supposed to be unknown to Bond and Peters. He had allowed the patent application to proceed. They all sat down, communed with the spirits. Wait, so the patent office in America? They communed with spirits through the board? Yeah. The first patent office offers no explanation as to how the device works, just asserts that it does. The ambiguity and mystery was part of the more, that's how devils work, by the way. They always keep things in a mystery. It's always a mystery. Always a mystery. Sure, it was about money making. That's what the devil does. That's what the merchants of the earth do. That's what Elon Musk does with Neuralink. No one denied it's about money. That's how they operate. Strange Ouija tales are made frequent appearances in American newspapers. In 1920, National Wire Services reported that would-be crime solvers were turning to their Ouija boards for clues in the mysterious murder of a New York City gambler, Joseph Burton Elwell. Much the frustration of the police. In 1921, the New York Times reported that a Chicago woman being sent to a psychi psychiatric hospital tried to explain to doctors that she wasn't suffering from mania. 
but the Ouija spirits had told her to leave her mother's dead body in the living room for 15 days before burying her in the backyard. In 1930, newspaper readers thrilled to accounts of two women in Buffalo, New York, who'd murdered another woman supposedly on the encouragement of Ouija board messages. There ain't no way in the world you'd get me to mess around with psychiatrists, psychologists, or any of these people. Because they all stem from the same things. You better believe God is what you better do. You better believe this book and stop turning to other things. Show ya. There you go. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. The love of wisdom. Both in, but in modern acceptation, philosophy is a general term denoting explanation of the reason of things or an investigation of the causes of all phenomena, both of mind and of matter. When applied to any particular department of knowledge, it denotes the collection of general laws or principles under which all the subordinate phenomena are facts related to that subject are comprehended. Or moral philosophy, that which treats of the mind is called intellectual or mental philosophy or metaphysics. See, true religion and true philosophy must arrive at the same place. If it does not, throw it away! Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. A rudiment. First principle element, that which is first learnt as the rudiments of learning science. The original of anything in its form. Natural history. First principles of the world. Settled principles of the world. You know why I don't follow the world? Because they're nuts! Because they got devils! Because they're philosophy! Philosophy! Their philosophy can go to hell. Let me say that again. Their philosophy can go to hell. Thank you. Oh, this guy. Oh, philosophy came from Alexandria. What? Philo. Really? Really? You don't look like a lesbian? Where's your fried chicken? Ha, 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 ha.
Philo was the leading writer of Hellenistic Jewish community in Alexandria, Egypt. Great place to be. He wrote extensively in Koine Greek at the intersects of philosophy, politics, and religion. Specifically, he explored the connections between Greek Platonic philosophy and the late Second Temple Judaism. For example, he maintained that the, that the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, additional language, all being developed by the rabbis of the period of... The Septuagint is fake! Okay, anyway. More about the mythical Septuagint later on, but not today. I take what I believe from my Bible. Because I am warned that if I follow anything else, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen, and amen, and amen. Whether I got mind problems, whether I got body problems, whatever I have, my Bible has the answer. Amen. Amen, and amen. My answers come from the Word of God. God's perfect book. Preacher, you think God's word will help you with everything you need? Yeah, everything. Yeah. Even depression? Yeah, it did. Even PTSD? Yeah, it has. Even anxiety? Yeah, it has. I'm still standing, ain't I? I'm still preaching, ain't I? I'm still serving God by his holy grace, ain't I? I'm still doing what God's called me to do 16 years later. Excuse me, 21 years later, I'm still preaching the book. Still serving God, still pastoring, still raising a family for the Lord, still leading a wife. Still standing for the faith once delivered unto the saints. And why is that? By God's grace. By God's grace. And the fact that God has cemented into my mind and heart, this book is my authority. It is my final authority. And every other book stands or falls by this book. Period. Period. This book has the answer for all of life's troubles, all of life's trials, all of life's challenges, everything. And if you go somewhere else for your answers, it is idolatry. If you go outside the print, if the people that you look for for advice or counsel are not Bible-believing, born-again Christians that are living by faith and walking with God, 
you are being deceived. Just like these people with their Ouija board. Looking for answers. Some, I'll tell you what, everybody wants an answer somewhere else. Man, they don't want to get it from God. They don't want to go to the Lord. Just like Saul. Saul didn't keep banging the drum to get a hold of God. He didn't repent. He didn't get right with God. He wasn't broken over his sin. So what happened to him? He went to a devil. That's the choice you have. You're either going to go for the word of God and you're going to get your answers from the Bible or you're going to turn back to the weak and the beggarly elements. Right here, look at it. Look at verse 3. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of of the time was come, God sent forth his son. Amen. Made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Howbeit then when ye knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now. But now. Look what it says. Howbeit that when you knew not God, you did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that, you have known God, or rather are known of God. See, it's more important that you are known of God. How turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements? Whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage. Ye observe days and months and times and years. I'm afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon your labor in vain. All right, I'm done. I'm after four o'clock. It's over. I'm done. Sit. I'm done. I can't be given no overtime. I didn't get my union overtime pay last time. I can't be going over that mark. Anyway, you better get your answers from the book. All right, everybody. I'll give you a chance to say hi. Oh, hang on. Oh. 
Oh, how well do I remember when our family used to sing. We'd smile and raise our voices to the King of Kings. We sang about our Savior and His everlasting love. And we sang about those mansions He's preparing above. Amazing grace, how firm a foundation. All hail the power of Jesus' name. When we all get to heaven and we gather round the throne, I still love to sing those good old hymns we sang back home. My mother sang the alto, my dad played his guitar. We never used the music cause we knew each song by heart. I tried to sing the tenor. And me, I sang the bass. We could see the joy of Jesus shining on every face. Amazing grace, how firm a foundation. All hail the power of Jesus' name. When we all get to heaven and we gather round the throne, I'll still love to sing those good old hymns we sang back home. I memorized each melody, I learned to sing each part. The message of that music found a home deep in my heart. I still love to praise my Savior, I still sing for Him today. All those hymns I learned at Father's Knee will never fade away. Amazing grace, how firm a foundation, all hail the power of Jesus' name. When we all get to heaven and we gather round the throne, I'll still love to sing those good old hymns we sang back home. I'll still love to sing those good old hymns we sang back home. Amen. All right, it's a good song. It's by Ron Hamilton, those good old hymns. And uh, praise the Lord for that. All right, everybody. Well, God bless you. And hope you learned some things there. And uh, they were a blessing to you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know that's the topic. But you know what? There's a lesson in it for the saved, obviously, to warn them about Ouija boards and understand that and explain it to the younger generation. The dangers of messing around with devils like that. But secondly, also that you make sure as a Christian that you're following the book, that you're getting your answers from God's word. You're not trying to get it from uh, of, of advice that is from the rudiments of this world and not after Christ. That's a good, important lesson for us to learn about anything because anybody can be deceived and fall into those traps. All right, everybody, if you'd like, pray for us tomorrow. We will be out early. Uh, we're going out early tomorrow. Uh, we're meeting at 1030 and then we are heading to that parade and we'll be preaching uh, at that parade. 
uh, and tracting and preaching at that parade tomorrow. I don't know how much preaching will get done. We're going to start early. We're going to preach in front of an apostate church, the, the normal one down there. And we'll see what happens with the cops and amps and all that other stuff. But um, we'll find out. But anyway, uh, if you'd like to give to our ministry, though. So we'll be live tomorrow. Figure that out then. 10.30 a.m. our time. Or no, excuse me, 11.30. Closer to 12, actually closer to 12, I think. I don't know, something like that. We'll figure it out. But you'll know. I'll let you all know. Um, But if you'd like to give to our ministry, uh, you can go to oldpassbaptistchurch.org right here. You can click on the donate button. That'll take you to this guy who's yelling at you. Uh, you can go there. Um, okay. And uh, otherwise, you could scroll down, and, and here is PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay. Okay, you could do any of those, or you could do, um, you can go to our sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley page, which is right here. Okay. And you can scroll down to the bottom of the page. This has our address if you'd like to mail us something, 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 550. Okay, that's there. And uh, if you'd like to give to our ministry, it is much appreciated. All expenses have went up. It is very expensive. Everything is, as you know right now. Inflation and everything else, it is just plain bad. But God provides and we rejoice, amen. I'm not complaining. I'm just stating fact. Uh, right? So just remember that and uh, pray for us. Uh, we would appreciate it. All right, everybody. Hey, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, but God bless you all. Take care. And talk to you soon, Lord willing. Take care.